Welcome to the family with Mike Gelson and Andy Bernard. There you go. So, what's top of mind, Mike? What is it today? Today, um, you know, I uh, I tried valiantly last night to watch the town hall meeting on oh, the CNN. CNN one. <laughs> I, I just, I just, it's like, wait a minute, I've had this nightmare before. I understand. I don't need to do this again. I don't know why anybody watches anything political anymore. I really don't. You know, it's just the same stuff. I know. Nothing has changed. You're absolutely right. I just, I, I got to be honest with you. We got a presidential election, what, two years out now? Little, yeah, a well, year and a half, two, right? Oh, a year and a half now. Yeah, that's right. Not yeah. even. A year and a half now. And I got, I don't know why I didn't vote for either candidate last time. I voted for the woman who then lost her mind, too. Oh, yeah, there was that. Uh, there's another one of those. So I don't know who the hell I'm going to vote for this How many time. of the candidates from 2020 are still sane? Well, um, if, you count, <laughs> well. if you count Amy Klobuchar. <laughs> she kept her sanity pretty well? Well, you know. Well, I haven't she, heard anything about her, which is usually a good sign. Oh, mm-hmm. she's just going to run every four years. That's she all. is. Yeah. That's very, very true. She's just waiting for <clears throat> Biden to step aside, which he might or might not do, and then she'll be there. She's, uh, and you know, she, she'll be she'll be uh, touring Iowa very soon, Iowa and New Hampshire, giving speeches just in case. Yeah. Apparently, being a senator is just not enough. No, it's not. I'm sure that's true. I've never met her. Apparently, she runs into a lot of people I know, and she always tells them to say hello to me, mm-hmm. but I've never talked to her personally. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever met her. Of course, you know, one of my sons has met her because he, he worked for her campaign. This goes back quite a few years now. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, he had some interesting stories. Really? Well, Good ones are, I, apparently she's really hard to work for. She's That's very, one, very heard. difficult. I've and, heard that. And the, the, the story that he told uh, that, that, uh, that I like to tell is the story about – so, so Max, was, uh, he was part of the advance team, you know, very you know, entry-level thing. Right. But he is the one who was – he sort of like coordinated the, uh, the uh, volunteers, and they would go – uh, anywhere she went, they would get there before, and they would set up t- cardboard tables or whatever. Oh, sure, yeah. And they, with stickers and things, you know, that kind of stuff. Yep. The kind of stuff that probably our, you know, we our promotion department used to do at the radio station. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So he'd coordinate all that and, and you know, figure out where they were going to stay and all this stuff if they were out of town. And so um, it was uh, 4th of July, and the 4th of July is a time when uh, – it's like the 4th of July for politicians is like New Year's Eve for comics. Everybody works. Yeah. And yep, that one yep. day, everybody works. So there's like eight different parades to go to at least. And you just go sure. from one city to the next. So it's very hectic. And so um, they were, they were uh, Max and his guys were, uh, were setting up stuff in, uh, I, I don't know where it was, uh, um, let's just say it was Hutchinson, okay? Mm-hmm. So, and now they got to go from there to, let's say, um, Delano, if you'll pardon the expression. And uh, so... Yeah, please uh, do. Uh, so, so uh, Amy comes up to uh, one of the, you know, one of the, uh, one of her aides, and she's very, very anxious, she's eager, and uh, she says, uh, okay, now, uh, now do I have a ride to the, to the next town? Yeah, yeah, you do. Well, okay. Well, who's giving me a ride? Well, you know, you know Shirley over there. She's been with us for some time. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. What kind of car does she have? Well, she has a Honda Civic, 
And Amy Klobuchar says, Oh, no. I can't be seen in a poor person's car. Oh, she did not. She did. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, mm-hmm. God. And there's a whole litany of stories like that. Why does she do that kind of thing to herself? Her father hated my guts, by the way. I'll never forget really? that. Really? Yeah, Jim Klobuchar just hated me. Well, he hated everybody's guts when, in the days when he was drinking. I know that. Well, that's what it was, too. He's a big booze hunter. Yeah, and then when he stopped drinking, he, he just it was a totally different personality. That's what I've heard, yeah. He was a really sweet guy. And, you know, I remember one day I was over at the old, uh, uh, not Lifetime, but the old Harvin Marv's place. And, uh, North, Northwest? Northwest, yeah. yeah. And uh, and so uh, I see Jim, and he's walking toward me, and I'm thinking, oh, God, no, you know, this, this is going to be an argument or something. And he comes up to me, and he says, oh, Mike, how you doing? I haven't seen you in a while. I'm thinking, like, who is this guy? I thought it was Jim Colbert. <laughs> And he said, well, how, him, how's huh? your dad doing? You know, oh, yeah, he was the sweetest see, guy. Nice. He totally changed. And um, so that was pretty cool. Um, I noted that uh, that she now, in her new book, is she's got, she's got a chapter at least devoted to uh, how heartbreaking it was when her dad had dementia. But this is the same person who once led off her Wikipedia page by talking about what an asshole her father was. <laughs> That was her lead. She led with that. Why did she do that? I, because I guess she, I guess maybe being a victim was was you know, the way to go in those days. Yeah, I don't know. What's the upside? See, let me let me okay, let me just stop you right there mm-hmm. for just one second. I've told you this before, and you've known me for forty years now. Okay, or almost forty years. I haven't been forty. It's almost that yeah, long. Yeah, just about. Yeah. I would never admit if you did that to me. There's no way. I just would not admit that you took advantage of me. Or I'm not just talking about you. I'm talking about anybody. Right. People love to claim they're victims. My now. guess is maybe she was going through therapy at the time. So yeah, you have to you have but, to embrace your victimization. But that's well, you know, you have to face it and confront. It. But that's just a guess. I have no idea why. She I don't either. Do that. I have no idea why people just love to claim they're victims. I just because it works. Yeah, well, it does, Andy. That's a very good point, that mm. people will feel sorry for you or whatever. I just, it'll never happen. I don't think it would have helped her politically, though. No, probably not. So, I don't know. And, and what I do know is, uh, you know, my, my friend Dave Nimmer. Sure. Uh, Nim's a good friend of mine. He's a good friend of a lot of people. I haven't seen him in a long time. He's a very nice guy. He's, he's doing really well. Good. And Dave's the kind of guy who, you know, on Christmas Eve... He's going to be like he's going to be like you know washing the feet of the lepers. That's yeah, the kind of guy that's what I understand. Just the nicest, greatest guy you've ever known. Who I, was I, the woman who was on with him? Um, what's that? Who was the woman that was on with him on the talk show? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh God, uh, she was a very nice person too. Yeah, very pleasant. Channel Four, right? Yeah, Channel Four. Yeah, I thought yeah. so. Can't remember. But he did a great. Damn it. He did a great job, and he, you know, he used to do voiceover for us on the Stretch and Z show. Right. And really great at that. Mm-hmm. I, I would have preferred you, but you know, you were too expensive. Oh, well, here we go. <laughs> no, yeah, but you were too busy. But I broke your couch too. I forgot. And that too. But Nim, but Nim was he's a great guy. But Nim was over there. Uh, when when Jim in his dying days, and of course he died of dementia. And it's never pretty. It's a horrible no, thing. I, I bet. You but know. but he showed up all the time, and uh, but I don't I don't think he ever ran into to Amy. No, nah, probably. But not. I don't know. Maybe they just went at different hours. I have no idea. So Mike, I need your help on or actually Andy and Mike both. I need your help with something, because if I'm going to vote in the presidential election. Mm-hmm. 
Will I have to vote for somebody who's in prison? My God, these sides are going at each other legally now, bigger than I've ever seen. You're a criminal. No, you're a bigger criminal than I am. I mean, that's this whole argument now. Well, um, yes. No, I, I think that I think that um, Trump would do well, however, running from prison. I mean, it would make <laughs> – it, would, it would only solidify his base. <laughs> You know, it would help him in. It would help him definitely in the primary. Yeah, but then you got Biden's people, the one that commit all the crimes. Well, that's the latest, but I wouldn't. You know, that's another. To me, um, being a skeptic about this stuff, and I know you're a skeptic too. It's just another Benghazi. It's not going anywhere. You don't think so? No, but they, I mean, I could be wrong, but it always has been. Well, I mean, there's no question that they both lie their ass off. They both worship money over everything. I got nobody to vote for. Well, I mean, these people are disgusting. Yeah, and, and you wouldn't have anyone to vote for. I don't. It wouldn't matter who was running. That's not necessarily true. Well, you might be right. Uh, if you're involved in that kind of thing, I don't want anything to do with you. Yeah, politics, uh, it doesn't, uh, it just, our system does not bring out the best in people. It does not. There's yeah. no question about that. And that's the that. really saddest thing. It brings out the worst. Or if it doesn't bring out the worst, it uh, it basically gives a big advantage to the worst. However, I will say this. I think the chances of uh, of Santos becoming uh, the next president, very slim. <laughs> he said he's going to run, though. Yeah, well, he's going to run for something, yeah. He's, yeah, he yeah. is. And, and, of course, you know, if the, the, the great thing about that is if it were reversed— it, you know, they, they'd have him out of office in 10 minutes. That's not true in the least, Mike. No, well, it is. That. They're it, the same asshole people, Mike. No, but, I, but I'm, when I say by that, I mean, like, it wouldn't matter which party he was in. Oh, you mean in the old days? In in the old days. Oh, I thought you were talking about now. Yeah, you're right. In the old days, he'd have been gone. But now, but now, if it was up to the Democrats, yes, he'd be gone. Well, after all, he is he is a criminal, and he was indicted on any number of charges. But if now, if he were a Democrat today, mm -hmm. and they had a four vote advantage mm -hmm. yes. in the House, uh, mm -hmm. they'd think twice. So it's um, it's just a crappy system. But I don't see one side being better than the other. I just they're the mm -hmm. same crap to me. It's just people mm -hmm. trying to make a lot of money. I mean, look at all the money's been made well, on in, by both parties. Certainly true with Santos. He is definitely there for the money. Well, look at uh, Nancy Pelosi. She's a billionaire based on what? Well, and you know that's the thing about senators, of course, and and a lot of House members. Yeah, it's, a lot it's of It's a House money members. machine. There's no doubt about it. It's and you got disgusting. all these lobbyists looking to funnel money toward you. You got one it one way or the other, and you know as I've said before, the uh, the least. The least important lobbyist is usually more important than the most important member of the House. You are correct, sir. And probably the Senate too. Yeah, no, it's it's we've we've just dug this this dungeon for ourselves. We have, and now we have to occupy it. In 2012, uh, the first time in history, the majority of Congress was millionaires. <laughs> the majority and that was 10 of years Congress. Ago. Yeah. Ten years ago. That's disgusting. List of current Congress members by wealth. Yeah, there's uh, there's some pretty wealthy people out there. Yeah, a few billionaires. Rick right? Scott's worth 260 million. Mark Warner's Whoa. worth 214 million. Oh my God! What did he ever do to make 214 million dollars? I really was he one of the tell Warner you. brothers? Maybe he is. <laughs> well, and I would uh, I would bet that our uh, Senate Senate uh, the most wealthy guy in the Senate. What's he worth? 
let's see. Uh, those are both senators, Rick Scott and Mark. Oh, Warner. right. But I'm thinking about uh, about the uh, the majority leader. Well, is he is he considered to be like the co-majority leader? Is that of the of the House or the Senate? The Senate. Oh, so you're talking about Chuck? Uh, talking about well, Schumer is is one. He's one, yeah. But the guy who's got the power is was um, what's his name McConnell. So, well, he's in the House. Oh no, you're talking about Mitch McConnell. Yeah, Mitch oh, McConnell yeah, okay. is worth 34 million. That's it. Oh my God, he got screwed. Well, I guarantee you, he's worth million. a lot more. But that's that's probably <laughs> he's probably a lot of his money, of course, comes from his wife. Yeah, right. Well, that's right. the other thing. Because Elaine is yeah. worth big money. Well, and a lot of these people married rich, too. Well, like, like, uh, exactly like right. Mitch, yeah. My favorite line I've heard in the past week was when Jay Moore was in studio last uh, Friday. Mm-hmm. And it was he's he is um, engaged to Jeannie Buss. And Jeannie Buss, of course, owns the L.A. Lakers. Ah. Okay, and he is engaged to her. But he told us, and he told it on the air, otherwise I wouldn't tell the story. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they were talking about maybe getting married. And she said, you have to remember one thing. I'm a billionaire, and you're not. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying there might be a prenup? Yeah, might be a prenup involved in this deal. Yeah. No, Mike, I would love to find that one person who's sincere about wanting to serve the people. Mm-hmm. There are none of them left. Well, they're, they're out there, but they have no power. Yeah, they have no power whatsoever. That's a good way to put it. I suppose there are some out there who just want to serve the people, yeah. but we'll never hear from them because no. they have no power. And those are usually the people who are assigned to the Wildlife and Fisheries Subcommittee. No, that's true. Andy, how many billions of dollars between the House and the Senate do you think, Would you just by looking at your list, would you estimate how many billions of dollars are those people taken out of our pockets? Uh, well, I mean, if we're talking about just net worth of Congress people, yeah, this is a list of the top fifty. So it's basically <coughs> everyone worth ten million or above. <laughs> mm. um, on this list of fifty, I'd say probably two billion. At least two billion. Yeah. Remember the days when we'd say, "Oh my God, this guy's a millionaire." I know. Yep, Who cares anymore. now? <laughs> Nobody even cares anymore. No, about it that. doesn't mean a thing. Uh, is, but here's the problem: there's nothing we can do about this, because now they have, of course, the news channels, whether it be CNN or Fox, mm-hmm. they're both going to kiss ass and do whatever they. I cannot watch either one of them. Well, anymore. CNN just just destroyed itself. It did. Yeah. Fox I, too. Fox is going to die any, Fox is gonna any die. day. I agree. Well, the thing about Fox it. is, if you look at their prime time, especially the the uh, the the hole where Tucker used to be, they their ratings are down there. But yeah. they've got more sponsors there. Do they now have oh, more yeah. sponsors? Because you know, Adam wouldn't wouldn't sponsor his show. What? So, something about the you know the uh, white nationalism thing. Which oh, was he could, was he a white nationalist? Well, he's a yeah, he's a class. <laughs> well, you know, you know, he he's the guy who really pumped a lot of blood into that whole uh, that whole uh, great replacement theory. Now he didn't invent that because that goes back to mm-hmm. to the neo Nazis. That goes back to the KKK and mm-hmm. and before that, you know, Germany. But but he really popularized it, and he rode that thing, that pony, all the and way what's, to the And what's that line. story? Because I don't well, pay attention. The story to that there story. is basically that that uh, the um, there there are there are evil people, which usually means the Jews, uh, who are. Well, that's what I was going to say. Well, yeah, right, no. right, and that's the whole thing because it's that versus Christianity. There, uh, uh, why? Because it sells. Because it, it it attracts votes, it attracts viewers, it makes you money. Yeah, it does. And so the, the great replacement deal. theory is that there are these people who are who are bringing in 
all these immigrants to replace white people so that this will become a, min- a minority, a former minority, now majority population, which it already has been. It already has been, right? Yeah. And But they're going to make sure they're going to destroy the white race. Are they? No, of course not. Well, just move to Switzerland then if you think that's right. Move well, sure. to Switzerland. What's yeah. wrong with that? And, and the fa- they're not going to let you in. And the, you know, and the, <laughs> the sad reality for these people who uh, who don't want, who just you know, who are worried about the future of the, of the white man, is that uh, we desperately need these immigrants, desperately for our economy. We do absolutely we, all twenty billion of them. Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, at some point, enough is enough, yes. right? But these are people, basically, for one thing, they're not criminals. They're desperate people. A lot of them are criminals, uh, you know, Don't that's, kid that's, yourself. That's the selling point. It's not the selling point. It's a fact. Well, I, I've seen numbers, and they don't, you know, I mean, Mike, you can Cuba argue. Cuba opened some their Some of jails. them, obviously, some of them are. A lot of them are. But Cuba the point, opened its doors again to his prison, like just like they did, you know, during the Carter administration. But the point is, we need workers. We, you know, we yeah, have, good. We, we, you know, uh, there was a time in this country when we craved zero population growth. Remember yes. that. Yep. Now it's something we fear. Des- we fear because we got to have people to work those jobs at, that are not. You know, you look at uh, inflation right now. You look at all the shortages, mm-hmm. all the stuff going on with our economy. That's going to get a lot worse because we don't have people to fill those jobs. And your boys keep telling them, "Why should you make an effort? Why should you look?" Americans right now don't feel like they have to work. Well, this is true. There is there is certainly a lot of that. Yeah. There also, but also, you know, the other thing is that um, we we're now expecting people to work longer and longer. We want people yeah. to work until they're now like you know. And there's a lot of people out there uh, who have been forced to work until they're in their seventies. And the thing is, well, my hand just went up. Right. Well, it, well, but you know, at least we get to sit in a chair and work. Yeah. Well, there is that. We know we don't have too many uh, repetitive motion things no, going on. No. And, I mean, I've seen I've seen people in their seventies who are working jobs like stocking shelves, where you know, which is not well, not a job you want to have when you're seventy. I've seen people at working cash registers, and I've seen the pain in their face. It's look, people deserve at that point in life. To be able to to retire with some kind of dignity, mm, that'd be nice. It would be nice, and yeah. there was a time yeah. when they could, but they can't now. Well, there's another part of that too. I agree with you. We do need workers, but let's not kid ourselves. They're doing it because they want the votes. Every one of those people is going to vote Democrat, and oh, you yeah. know that millions and All millions of, of guaranteed votes, and that's going to screw our system up forever. Well, a lot of those people, of course, are don't vote at all. But yeah, we'll see. Well, if most that people changes. don't vote. But yeah. people who, but people who are who are who who are here, who have jobs, who mm-hmm. have citizenship, of course, they should be able to vote. Obviously, it's it's important for them to vote. But um, we got a problem. That's all. If no matter how you cut it, no matter what side you're on, mm-hmm. our economy is in deep shit right now. And who put us there? Well, I mean, there are many components. It's yeah, not there are just many thing. components. That's exactly what I'm saying. They all put us there. But That's why I'm not a Republican nor a Democrat. But the point is, we're, we're there. I know. And it's not just us. You yep. know? And even China has this it's problem. It's the world. Maybe it especially is. China, because they have an aging population. Because, you know, they, they didn't want anyone to have more than one child. And yes. Then, yep. And then they went to two. But they have an aging population. They don't know where they're going to find their workers. I know. It's a massive problem. What do you, where are we now for world population again, Andy? It's like 11, 12 
billion. No, I think it's like eight and a half. Eight and a half billion. That's right. Let's see. Oh, that's right. Because there's seven billion in the Eastern Hemisphere. Oh, it's and one only seven point eight yeah. as of twenty twenty something. And yeah, it's 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 kind of it's stabilizing to some extent. Yeah, the growth is slowing. You know, there's too many people in uh, way too many people in, of course, in in some countries. Oh, that's there. No question about that. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. What's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this. If the adjuster really, truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. I just, I really wish that we could find one decent, honest person to run for office. I'm that sorry, Tom, really I'm just nice. too old. Yeah, you're too old for it. You can't do it now. I, I really just wish that it wasn't a bunch of money-grubbing pigs. And that's, if there are 15 parties, it's all 15 parties. Yeah. You're greedy pigs that are in it for the money and the fame. Well, it's it's a corrupt system. It is. It very, breeds that, that. It does. It, you know, it's, it's just not the... The cream doesn't rise to the top, you know. It's it's, nope. it's more it's more like the scum, and well, the scum rises to the top too. You know, one thing I will tell you, though, and from personal experience, and it's both parties, all the rest of it, and all that, you know. Whenever somebody asked if I would interview them, well, while they were running for office and all that stuff, I interviewed uh, a lot of them. Again, Democrats and Republicans, mm -hmm. and as soon as they got elected, I never heard from them again. Well, they didn't need you. No, they didn't need me anymore. So that's who we're electing to office. People will love you when they need you, and then when they don't need you anymore, you'll never hear well, from them again. Well, and that's always been the complaint of, of, for example, the black community. Yeah. You know, the politicians yeah. come around every yep. two years or every four years. Yep. And then uh, they're gone. What are we going to do about it, Mike? Uh, what can you do? You, you, you can't. Try to... Bring up your kids the best you can, and and uh, if you if you feel like uh, going into local politics, you should. 
Um, but very few people feel like that. Yeah, that's like, for sure. You know, who, who really, who in their right mind would want to be mayor of, of a major city like not Minneapolis me. or St. Paul? Not me. No, people always complained about Fry. Well, he doesn't have any experience. Okay, who does? Yeah, who does? Nobody wanted to run. That's true. I got to run down the hall for a second. Run down the hall? Yeah, I have to pee. Oh, good to know. <laughs> so, um, Andy, we were talking a little bit before the show started about our good friend Joe. Yes, he's in the chat right now, actually. Oh, good. Yeah, so Joe, uh, I guess Joe's in a little pain these days. Hate to see that, especially among a, among a listener. Yeah, I mean, uh, Joe, if you want to call in and uh, elucidate the audience as to what's going on, or if you don't, I mean, I would understand that, too. But Joe and he's I were, doing well. That's, yeah, he's doing better, I think. And Joe and I were talking about, uh, we, were, we were texting about the, uh, the sad Kentucky Derby, because he's in Louisville. For those oh, yeah. who don't know, and uh, boy, the Kentucky Derby. I, you know, horse racing was my livelihood for quite a few years, from both sides, both gambling and uh, doing shows, uh, handicapping shows at Canterbury. And I just hate to see it's not really a sport, so I can't make a case for it uh, in terms of general humane behavior. Uh, but God, I hate to see that, that. I hate to see horse racing die, and it's in its death throes. Speaking of dying, which is the one where all the horses were dying? Uh, well, that was at Churchill. That was Churchill, where Downs, the Kentucky right. Derby is. That's yeah. yep. Okay, yeah, and so, they, so they had thought. something like seven horses there die. Did they ever say why? You know, they they never did, and, and the same thing. This sort of death epidemic went on at Santa Anita. Which of course is you know one of the most prestigious tracks in the country, along along with Churchill Downs, they had they had that happen. Oh, I guess that was a few years ago now, where they were just dying all the time. So it tends there tends to be epidemics, and uh, I think that if you know a little bit about horse racing, you have to think that uh, the drugs that horses get has something to do with it, if not everything to do with it. Because the thing about horses is, you know, you got you got horses, you got these animals weighing a thousand pounds or more, and they're running on piano legs, and that's the way they've been bred. So they have less bone density because that way they run faster, but unfortunately, that way they die faster too. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's just a matter of aerodynamics and 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 the horse's body. It mm-hmm. just it doesn't work that way. Well, no being is designed to run as fast as hard as it can on right. a regular basis well that's right and horses were never they were never um, meant to do that a horse a horse that does isn't forced to run they don't it's not like they run around like crazy they might run a little bit yeah just for fun but just only fun. a little bit yeah. right normally the, they don't to, and 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 the thing that's really inhumane especially in an inhumane sport is to have them running at two years old when they're mm. just totally undeveloped, you know. Yep. And, and that's one of the things. They can run it, too, and they can win a lot of money at two, but they'll be totally – they won't make it to four as, as an athlete. Yeah, they don't need to, though. They just need to produce offspring, and well, that's right. they're not useful anymore, right? Well, well, and, of course, that's for the elite few, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have Joe on the and phone. Yeah, I have to ask you a question before Joe yes. pops on. Okay? I did not know this. Because I just got up to go run to the men's room, which is about a block away from here down the hall. Hmm? And I'm standing there, and all of a sudden I went, wait a minute, I can still hear the show. You can hear the show in your headphones all the way down on the other end of the really? building. That is surprising. I was shocked. And it's very, very clear. It's not like it's broken up at all. It's really clear. 
Why would that be? Um, the signal goes that far? It must. Are you sure there are engineering? <laughs> That's the good engineering is. of Andy is what it is. Increase the power to the thrusters. That's I thought fine. it was like, you know, radio signals controlling your brain. Maybe that's what it was. That's true. I could run for office. That would explain a lot. So, Joe, how you feeling? I'm doing okay. Yeah? I just, I've been dealing with uh, some health issues. Mm. I don't know if you're aware of it, but about a little over two and a half years ago, I quit drinking. And my uh, whiskey of choice, well, my alcohol of choice was whiskey, and I was hitting a bottle pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And one of the ingredients that really messes you up in the whiskey is sugar. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just yep. took away that large amount of sugar that I was taking in and replaced it with ice cream, donuts, candy, <laughs> shit like that. And of course, sure, it makes sense. I put on 150 pounds. Well, so in doing so, I developed lymphedema in my legs. And I've been dealing with that for about a year and a half now. And about three weeks ago, I was given the all clear from the wound care center at the hospital. My legs weren't leaking. Everything was healed up. I started wearing compression socks and compression braces. And like usual, my left leg flared up again. And I sent Tom pictures. I thought he'd like to see that. Yeah, it's a great. Thank you so much for that. Well, that, that alone should help you lose weight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's it's tough going. Um, yeah. I have changed my diet. I don't eat shitty foods anymore. Um, we used to eat all a lot. Can't afford that, so can't do that. But I also have, you know, don't, I watch what I buy when I go to the grocery store. I don't buy a lot of processed foods. Mostly it's uh, meat and vegetables and well, frozen vegetables and frozen fruit. And I've lost a considerable amount of weight. I don't really know how much. I have to weigh myself. Tomorrow when I go into the doctor again to get my leg rewrapped. But at least this time it's just one leg and not both of them. Yeah, I, I just, uh, so overall, are you happy with the progress you're making? Because it's been, a, what, a couple of years you've been working on this now, isn't it? Yeah, it has. And uh, I am and I'm not. I mean, I've got both of my legs still. Even though I keep telling them to cut the fucker off, nobody will listen to me. And I guess uh, I'll just have to go from there. <laughs> just keep keep fighting a good fight. And uh, I have an idea that I have to look into that it was refer- that was brought to my attention by my mom and a really good friend of mine. Don't want to say too much about it right now, but they're thinking that it's what's causing my problems in my legs. And if that's true, I've got to move in a hurry. Well, no, where like where do you have to go? Different apartment. Oh, okay. Well, so you didn't have to move long distance or anything? No, just not here. Out yeah. of this apartment. I understand. So, uh, yeah, overall... This shithole. Huh? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what, what were you going to say? 
I just, I'll just tell you, I'm just happy for the fact that you, you know, it's, it's not so bad that you, uh, you know, and you don't sound too down about it. You sound like you're ready to stand and fight, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Well, uh, what else can I do about it? No, you know, I, but some people would give up, Joe. Some people would just give up. Yeah, well, I'm kind of a stubborn prick. I don't, giving up's not my vocabulary. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Glad to now, hear like it. I told you the other, the other day, I, I'm worried that I'm not going to be able to go back to work. Oh, did As you, it is right now, yeah. you know, the state says I'm disabled, my doctor says I'm disabled. Bullshit. I'm down for a bit, and I'm not out. Yeah, well, that's good. All right, Pally, we'll get back to work. Well, we just got through talking about that there, Tom. I know. <laughs> true. You got to get back to work. I'm just telling you to get back to work. I'm working on it, believe me. After all, you got the Preakness coming up. That ain't nothing up to do with me. Uh, the, well, you know, I mean, you were you were you were getting interested in the Kentucky Derby, but I think just because you're there, right? Right. And it's just it's. I mean, these guys know how to party down here. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You ever been to? Uh, have you been to Churchill Downs? No, and I don't intend to. Oh, I, I felt the same. I feel the same way. I was there for the Breeders' Cup many years ago, and it was it was not a pleasant experience because, you know, Churchill Downs can probably probably they can handle maybe four thousand people at a time. So when they've got like like seventy thousand, it 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 really it just doesn't work. It's like I'm here in the king the king of sports racing, you know, it's Churchill Downs. Right, and, right. And and of course the Kentucky Derby, the most famous race in the world. And I'm at the Breeders' Cup, which is a big deal. And I couldn't place a bet because the person who was who was working uh who was who was working there, uh you know, went up to the window, you know, I said something fairly simple like, Yeah, you know, I like a trifecta, I want the four on top, and I want all in the middle. And then like the 285 and the uh, and the bottom, and the person said to me, this is the teller, and said, teller said, what? <laughs> I'm saying, this is Churchill Downs. You know, surely you're competent. I, I've never worked here before, and I never will again. I'm sorry, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. What do you mean you'll never will again? I've never worked before, and I never will again? Well, because again? they just needed all these people to work, but they, they couldn't find people who knew what they were doing. Oh, I suppose, So basically yeah. anybody who wanted the job got it. God, why? I know, and it's just such a—it was like a, it crushed me. You know, I, I, I had this, this image of Churchill Downs, uh, uh, the twin spires, and uh, I discovered that uh, they were just like any other run-down track. Yeah. That's unbelievable. My- so, There's not enough weed on this planet to make me want to go deal with that many people. No, no, and I and I've always felt. I mean, I hate crowds, and uh, and I. But the thing is, I had a chance to go there for free, and um, my, one of my sons wanted to go. He thought it'd be cool, and we learned it wasn't cool. And by the way, if you go to Churchill Downs, like for the Kentucky Derby, and Joe Joe will be will know this. The Churchill Downs is in the middle of a just an ordinary neighborhood, and <laughs> and and there's no huge like there's no huge uh, like interstate or anything right next to it, so 
Nope. If you go there for the Kentucky Derby or the Breeders' Cup or any big day at all, probably probably even a, a busy Saturday, uh, it's going to take you about an hour and a half to get out of the parking lot. God, really? Yeah. Um, nobody parks around the around Churchill Downs anymore. They get away with that. Yeah. You have to park at a lot and walk. Yeah, so that makes the, the, the whole thing, even, the whole experience even longer, I would guess. Mm-hmm. Have you, uh, did you, have, do you know anything about Thunder over Louisville? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing. Uh, that's what kicks off the Derby celebration down here. It's the second week in April. Oh, oh really? Okay. Second, week, second Saturday in April. And everybody from North America that wants to see a fireworks show, Come here. Oh, boy. It is the biggest fireworks show in North America. When that, 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 now, does that include, the, does that include the Chicago on a Saturday night? This last, um, this last one, we have over 800,000 people attend. How, how how can see, that's how can that happen? Because they launch them from two bridge or no, they launch the fireworks from two barges and a bridge. They shut down one of the bridges and get it set up to launch fireworks. And people on the Indiana side line the river banks mm-hmm. and on the Louisville side of the Ohio line the banks. Mm-hmm. Up and down the river, and it's 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 big, big. I mean, it's people literally come from around the around the world to see the fireworks display. And I had no and idea. For two weeks, they party to, uh, leading up to Derby Week. Well, sure, you got a pre-party before you can party. Exactly. For the longest time, it was just uh, the Kentucky Oaks and the Kentucky Derby. The Kentucky Oaks is the Phillies running, and the Kentucky Derby is the, the, the Colts running. Right. The Oaks is the day before the Derby. You're right. And then they decided to factor in Thursday, so they call it Derby Thursday. And then they brought Wednesday into it, and, now it's called, and that's called the Champions Day. And the Oaks was supposed to be for the local people, but that got taken over. So we got Tuesday, which is 502-Tuesday, 502 being our area code. 800,000 people. I would imagine that more people die than horses in, in that week. Would they lose three last week? Um, they lost a total of seven. 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 seven that, that was in about, what, about three or four weeks, right? No, that was in within the week. Jesus, that was from the that was from the first horse dying a week and a half ago. And, you know, and when you and I talked, it was at four. That's right. It was they it was basically seven in a, in a in a fortnight, as we like to say. And most of the yeah. horses that died weren't they didn't die on the track. No, no, right, exactly. No, three couple of them did though. Right, a couple did. Yeah, on on right. Kentucky Derby Day on the card. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that Saturday. Yeah, last Saturday. Yeah, no, um, it's a problem. 
I you know yeah, I can't really right. I I made my living off of horse racing or at least I su- supplemented my living for you know like twenty years. Did you really? Yeah, but I can't defend it. I can't defend the. I never called it a sport. Even when I was doing the handicapping shows at Canterbury, I would you know people would ask me who I like. I say, well, you know, it's a gambling event. It's not a sport. No, I could see that. And they, you know, I think that was one of the things that might have pissed off the owners. But hey, at some point, you you know, you got you got to be honest about it. It is what it is. And it's a it's horse racing is probably the second most corrupt sport there is. It's only behind boxing. (laughs) Poor Muhammad. Right. Who himself is from Louisville. Remember that punch he missed by about a foot. And it still knocked the guy down. Oh Remember yeah, <laughs> just the fear factor, I think. Oh, or the fix, one or the other. Well, that well, you're right. That could be it too. Yeah. No doubt about no, it. No, it's a horrible. Uh, it's just it's 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 just an or it's not a sport that that's like organized crime more than anything else. But right. or it's not big enough for organized crime anymore. Yeah. No, nobody cares about boxing anymore. No. I haven't watched a boxing match, I bet you, in 30 years. No, boxing, I don't think, has really been culturally, culturally relevant in, no. God, I don't even know long how long. Time. Probably and who at least said that 30. back in the day? Back in the day. Boxing. How would go so? A barbaric sport. <clears throat> well, it's funny because we've replaced it with MMA, which is even worse. <laughs> well, right, yeah. Why not? Well, that's the thing. Why, why not just go right to the top? Well, at yep. least you get to kick him in the nuts in that, don't you? Well, it seems no. to me that generally well, speaking, you what you do is you fall on the ground and just kind of writhe around for a while. <laughs> well, it's not bad for uh, me. I do that at home almost every day. Well, you there could be you an go. MMA fighter then. I guess, yeah. Do they have a, a welter, welter, welter rate weight? <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Well, actually, the weight classes of boxers is surprisingly low. Like, um, do you know what super heavyweight, like, What's super heavyweight's the highest, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Let's see. What are the divisions? Because you would be surprised how low the um, the limit is. Well, they go. One of the reasons they go so low is they want to in, they want to uh, indoctrinate people who can weigh that little, and then you know they oh, they sure. will move up a little. But, yep. But you know, so it's just a way of basically it's a it's a way of almost forcing more people mm-hmm. into a sport that's not a sport. Amateur boxing heavyweight's maximum weight mm-hmm. is 202 pounds. What? Yeah. Jesus Christ, really? Yeah, really? 202. Well, Joe's leg would qualify. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jeez, I could pump that across the river. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. 
And plus the fact I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabanco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build my fellow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Uh, lowest uh, is pin weight, mm-hmm. 101 pounds. Wow. That'd be Mike's weight. Yeah, well, I'm getting there if, any, if I don't keep... I should have been eating those donuts today. Yeah, so you're not even the lowest yeah. weight class for boxing, Mike. No, then. that's right. So, hey. Well, you know, and, and, and the thing is, um, we, we were talking about this. Joe and I were talking about this, about, about uh, jockeys. You know, it used to be that, that, that jockeys... Um, Many jockeys would weigh like you know 105 pounds maybe. Right. And eventually they figured out that a lot of these jockeys who weighed 105, 110 pounds, they were dying. Really? Well, the reason they were dying was because they had to flip every day. Flipping, of course, is the term that jockeys use for for you know basically that's being bulimic, bulimic. Yeah, vomiting. They, they would vomit. Yeah. Have, yep. You know, have yeah. lunch, vomit. That's have dinner, very, vomit. very bad for you. It's Ugh. really bad. Your and bones basically just kind of dissolve. Oh, and your kidneys. It's horrible for the kidneys. Well, it's all acidic, isn't it? All of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there well, was you a, end up getting throat cancer a lot of the time, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, and there was a very popular jockey at, at Canterbury who um, – Who's liver and he was like probably the most popular guy at the time in the very early days, and I know that he died because of, of liver liver damage. And but but now, I know I, I was looking through just a typical card at a typical racetrack. Typically, the jockeys now um, the, the 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 least weight they have to be is like about 119 pounds. Oh, is that right? That's so, the lowest. So it's like almost yeah. normal people can be jockeys. Now. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, that's it is good. great news. So right? at least that's one thing. Vox, uh, the horse riders are not too tall, though. No, no, five one, five two, five yeah, three. It's still pretty short, especially for a man. Well, it is, and you will yeah. see. You will see occasionally jockeys who like are five seven, five eight, and you know they're flipping. All right. Women do have an advantage as jockeys. Oh yeah, I'm sure. What yeah, was you your name again? Your buddy. Degree of strength. To be Julie Crone. Right? So you're thinking. About. Julie Crone. That's exactly what I was thinking about. What's she up to? Well, I think she's retired now, but she had a great career as a writer, and you know she was a vegetarian, so she kept her, and that helped her keep her weight low because you know Julie, she was I don't know what she was five foot one maybe yeah, five two above five one yeah, but she was very muscular. Well, the Kentucky Derby has a weight limit, including equipment. 126 pounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So plus your equipment, 100, you can weigh 126 pounds and no more to be a jockey. Right. 
and and the equipment doesn't weigh that much. Well, no, it's a helmet and some clothing, but still, it's like you know, if you're over yeah. 120 what four pounds, mm. you can't be a jockey. It's like you're banned, right? Because you're too heavy, right? 124 pounds is not very heavy. Well, it, yeah, it's, it's not heavy if you're if you're playing uh, basketball or football or even tennis, but uh, but for for people who are five foot one or two, typically maybe five four for men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's believe me. At, at five four, that 124 pounds is is doable. Well, let's see. If here. you have the right body, well, yeah, 425 right pounds. Uh, yeah, that's right in the middle of normal weight. Yeah. So hey, there, yeah, you, there go. you go. By the way, Mike, I tracked it down. Mm-hmm. The last fight I ever watched in my life, boxing. Mm-hmm. The last one I ever watched was on June 27th, 1988. It's been 35 years yeah, since I've watched probably the boxing. About right. I remember boxing still kind of being a thing when I was very young. Yeah. Yeah, and I wrote about boxing from time to time. Yeah, you did. When I yep. was at the at the Minneapolis Tribune, and of course that that was in the late 70s mostly, early 80s, but yeah, and boxing was certainly a dying a dying sport then and of course for the best. So what was the what was the bout you saw? One of the worst fights in the history of of boxing. Yeah. June twenty seventh, nineteen eighty eight. Tyson Spinks. Oh. Went that... what about sixty two seconds? I think. I uh, would imagine it. <laughs> it was round one. I know that. Well, wait a minute. I thought you didn't see that fight. No, I did. Well, I saw one uh, about a minute and ten seconds of it. Yeah, that was about it. What well, was the date? June what? June twenty seventh, nineteen eighty eight. I think you probably would have had to uh, lay a lot of money. To make a to make a little, if you were wanted Tyson in that. Yeah, day. I would think you're probably right. <laughs> Tyson, yeah. yeah, Tyson versus Spinks. Yeah, that yeah. would not have been a fair fight. No, it is. It was not a fair fight. It lasted literally about a minute. Yeah, first round KO. How long did it last? I wonder if I can find that. You out. probably can. Just imagine you get into the ring. The first thing you see is an insane man with a snake <laughs> tattoo on his face. Exactly. <laughs> you, you know right then, it's not going to go well. A dream come true, no. ladies and gentlemen. In fact, I think, Tom, you said that uh, you walked in the door to your buddy's house that was having a party, saw the knockout blow, and turned around and laughed. Yeah, you're right. So I didn't see the whole fight. You're absolutely right. 91 seconds. 91 seconds. <laughs> The, the last it's okay, that's it. See ya. The, the last you know? fight that I saw, mm-hmm. I was covering. I was covering it. I wouldn't never go to a boxing match except when no, I had to God, cover it. No. And about the only thing I remember is Scott Ledoux bleeding on me. Oh, did he? Yeah. <laughs> Which fight? Um, who was he fighting? God, it was a big fight. It was like his one of his biggest moments. God. But who did he fight? I don't know. You know how much Spinks won for. Walking into a ring and getting punched out, thirteen million dollars. <laughs> no fuck, I'd do it. Yeah, for Absolutely. real. Knock me out even quicker. Spend about me. six or seven million of it, wow. you know, recovering from the brain damage, and then you got five left over. I know one thing: I wouldn't have done it, but a lot of people would have encouraged me to. <laughs> I would fighting have Mike Tyson. <laughs> Mike Gelfand against Mike Tyson. Yeah. Let's get in the get in the ring right now. Let's go. I, I wonder how fast I could run in that tiny little ring. Are yeah. you allowed to just like run away the whole time? Uh, they would probably disqualify. Probably, you. yeah. What did Ma- Muhammad Ali call that though? Well, you're right. Rope a dope. Rope a dope. Yeah. <laughs> he just ran around the outside of the ring. He just, he, you know, he, it's a term that's come into the to the uh, to the national. 
uh, argot, you might say. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's a metaphor now just for, you know, you you infuriate someone, let them run around until they can't run around anymore. Yeah, that's it. And then you down them. That's exactly right. So, yeah, boxing, I did not realize. I thought it was about 30 years. It was actually been 35 years since I've even watched an event. Wow. And as Joe pointed out, I only saw about 30 seconds of it. Rope a dope. You know, I've had some relationships like that. You've roped a dope before? I've been the, the doper, the, the rope a dope. Oh, you were the, the no, one I who was got the roped? Dope. I was the dope. The roped dope. You're the one that got roped. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, you know, I can blame myself for that. That was Mike Rafferty's house, by the way. That, that, remember Mike Rafferty at KQ? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was at Mike Rafferty's oh. house. Well, that must have been fun anyway. Oh, it was great. That we Raph had, was know. always a good time. Oh, Raph. Whatever happened to Raph? I don't know. He was... I'm not sure. He was a voice engineer for a while, wasn't he? Yeah, quite a while. If I remember. Yeah. God, I haven't talked to him in years. No, I haven't nice either, guy. but he was a good guy. Worked What's at his the... name? Mike Rafferty, but his real name was Mike. Oh, yeah. What was Rafferty it? was not his real name. Mike. No. He I, don't, worked, I don't remember his He real worked name. at the Q, and then he, he did, worked yep. as an engineer. What was it? Uh... Whoa. Michael Thomas Rafferty, the convicted murderer of Tory Stafford? <laughs> no. That's him, yes. <laughs> yes, it's the convicted murderer. <laughs> Oh, I used to know his real name. God, too, I, I did can't too. Remember it? It's, Mike, it's a fairly common name. It is, yeah, yeah. Mike Rafferty, the Irish. Settled timers kicking in. You would love yeah. this though, Joe. That Mike Rafferty, when he was a boy growing up in Ely, Minnesota, you know what his favorite thing to do on the weekend was? I drink. Sipping cows. <laughs> Go into the town dump and kill rats. <laughs> Just <laughs> bullseyeing womp rats in his T-16. And, and imagine, go. and yet he didn't become a serial killer. Uh, yeah, well, maybe he right. did. Maybe, maybe that was him. <laughs> oh, maybe it was him that killed the other guy. Mike, God, that's terrible that I can't remember his name. You know, name. When, I, when I was talking about coaching T-ball earlier today, and, and uh, I had one kid who, uh, like, you know, he was like seven years old. Mm-hmm. And I, re- I really had to... I had to encourage this kid to play catch with the other kids, be, you know, before we'd have the practice. The kids would play catch. But this kid was always off in the woods trying to kill squirrels with rocks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That. Not a happy ending. I wouldn't have Is it a very tragic ending? Yeah, I'm not going to mm-hmm. even go into oh, it. Oh, good. It's, it's so bad. I'm glad to hear it because yeah. I don't, yeah, that's, that's a tough road to hoe. All right, Joe. Well, thanks for calling in, pal. I'm glad to hear that uh, you're not, uh, you know, rocking it too hard. That's good. Yeah, I'm getting by. That's all you can ask, man. I'll talk to you soon, all right? All right, take care. Thanks a lot. Well, I learned a lot about Louisville today. Yeah, well, you get to call directly from Louisville. Imagine that, 800,000 people. Uh, that's, that's crazy. Think of all the people, literally, uh, who died during that period. Yeah, and you got eight hundred thousand people, and uh, they're frolicking. Some of them are, some of them are going to die. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Now I have a question for you. Did they ever dig Muhammad Ali's gold medal out of the bottom of the uh, the river in Louisville? Because remember, he threw it. Right. He was standing on the bridge. He threw it into the river. An, an act of disdain. An act of disdain. Did they ever recover it, I wonder? He's dead now, unfortunately. Yeah. Let's see here. If he ever... Re- and he was at... I talked about that fight that I covered. He was at that fight, Muhammad Ali. He was He was in the crowd. He was? Yeah. And where was that? Uh, must have been at, like, the Minneapolis Auditorium. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess so. So is Scott Ledoux against... I don't know. Uh, that bothers me. I can't because I, I should know. I this. could be conflating too. 
I don't know. It was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. No well, doubt about it. I always like Scotty. Well, Scotty is a good guy, yeah. He once, uh, <clears throat> I was walking into a Fox Hollow Golf Course to play in a, it's out in Dayton, Minnesota, mm-hmm. or right on the border of Dayton, Minnesota, I guess. And I walked uh, in the, through the front door to play at a charity event there, uh, to raise money. I don't remember what they were raising money for. But Scotty Ledoux was there, and he was in a feisty mood. He was in a hell of a good mood. And I walked in, and he made a fist, which is about the size of two of my yeah, fists. Yeah, yeah. And from about nine inches away, he punched me in the chest. Ouch. I cannot tell you how much that hurt. I don't know that he even knew how strong he, he was. He must not have. I don't think so, because he's a very nice guy. Yeah. But, man, I was like, boom. Hey, Tommy, bam. Like, you know, yeah. some well, people do. Yeah, I told you about the time in the charity basketball game when when um, Joe Sensor threw me into the bleachers. No. Just to be just to be funny. Why did he do that? He just, just he just what? like shoved me and I like went flying into the bleachers. Joe Sensor was a very nice guy. Why yeah, would he do I, that? I never had a problem with him, no. Oh, I don't get it. Maybe. I mean I don't think he I don't think he really realized that again how maybe he either didn't realize how strong he was or how weak I was. Positive, maybe both. It could have been both. Joe's no longer with us, is he? I think he is. Joe what? Sensor? Sensor. How do you spell that? S E N S E R. S E N S E R. Yeah. Like sensor. The, I hope uh, he still is because he was a very nice guy. I know he doesn't have the restaurants anymore. Joe Sensor appears to be alive. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm very glad well, to hear that. He's only 66. Oh, so. I know. But he went through some health problems. I know that. And his oh, yeah. Wife, he had a stroke in 2016. There oh, you go. Yeah. Well, that's not good. You know. Then his wife ended up going to jail or something, didn't she? Uh, yeah. He. She hit and ran someone and killed them. Yeah. 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 Yep. Well, you know, the thing about former homicide, she only went to prison for 41 months for it. Really? Yeah. She's killing someone and then fleeing the scene. That's. Yeah, she she was on the uh, the uh, the the interstate exit. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Right by the U, right? Yeah, right by the U. I thought so. I think it was the Riverside exit. I think you're right. My car used to when I was a college student. My car, I was driving my dad's old Chevelle, and it, it 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 would die. On that exit. <laughs> Why? Like, like time after time. Too steep? Too steep. Oh, yeah. Too steep oh. for the Chevelle. <laughs> That's phenomenal. I finally got to the point where I just couldn't take the exit anymore. It was, you know, it's, sure. like, it's like the old AA aphorism. Right. And then the next day I didn't take the exit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got about three minutes. Is there any other subject that we should get to that we got to cover? Um, uh. What haven't we talked about? You know what I'm looking for today? I'm looking to see uh, how disappointing the ratings were for CNN last night. You think that everybody tuned away? It was supposed to be a blockbuster. It was, yeah, it was supposed to be. I just, why why would it be a blockbuster? So they had the host from CNN, but wasn't it mostly a Republican audience? Well, and that was the thing that made it so awful, is it was was like, you know, it was like a, 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 it was like a rally, a oh, Trump was it? Rally. Oh, it was. Okay. The only people they let in there, there were like 400 people, and the only people they would let in there were Republicans. Right. That's what I heard. Uh, and and I don't understand that. I didn't watch one minute of it. I just don't. I, I right now I cannot stand politics. I, w- I would I would keep flipping over and I'd I'd like tolerate maybe 30 seconds, and then I'd say, I understand. Why am I doing this to myself? And why do we do it to ourselves? I can't do it anymore. I really can't. I don't know. And that's all there is to it. It's just like I said. It's it all looks to me like money grubbing, pukey, horrible people. It's uh, it it does create instant despondency. 
why can't we find one decent person? Because there are decent people out there who want to run for office. Why don't any of them make it through? They just don't have the money to get there? Well, it 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 sort of helps to be corrupt if you're going to run for office. Well, it does. There's, I don't because think it's sort of Because running for office is all about money. It is. You know, absolutely. And that's why a guy like even George Santos can be elected. I know. Isn't that amazing? Incredible. I mean, it's just disgusting. And, and, and these parties need to get their head out of their ass. And I just don't think it does the public any good for Republicans to attack Democrats and Democrats to attack Republicans just to make themselves look better. Could you serve the people? How well, about that? Well, I mean, you know what the root cause of all this corruption is, and they're never going to get rid of it. And it's money. It's absolutely money. It, it just is. It's all money, 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 money. How much is your $35 million? Was who, who was that again? Was that Mitch McConnell? Uh, yes. $35 million. What the hell has he ever done? But that doesn't even begin to describe his wealth. Oh, yeah, is that right? Because well, his wife thing. is very it's... wealthy. Yeah, he and Elaine, you know, you put the two oh, together. She's. Oh, okay. I don't know if he had a, a prenup that he had to sign. Probably. That, that wasn't even a marriage. That's like a merger. Oh, they're not together two, anymore? Well, no, they're together, but it's just like, you know, it's like two very rich and powerful people. Yeah. Well, isn't that kind of like what marriage originally was? You get a princess and a prince together well, and true, unite yeah. the countries and that sort of thing. Yep. Yeah. It's... And arranged marriages, those were basically financial decisions. Well, yeah. Well, well, when uh, they when when Elaine Elaine Chow mm-hmm. and Mitch got married, they did not exchange rings; they exchanged pin numbers. I like it. I, you can just use mine from now on. Yes, exactly. You see this? Do you see the the this uh, bracelet that I got from? Uh, oh yes. From uh, did you see what it says? From on Brittany. It? Brittany gave it to me. You see what it says on it? I can't see from there. But... Lugubrious. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's great! Mournfully sad, ladies. That's, you know, I think she. That's that's almost that was almost what she gave to me. I think. Oh, is it? But then she instead sent me positive vibes, so you can see where she was going with these. Really? She decided I didn't need anything more. To, but I do. To make me sad. She, sh- and, she and should have sent you salubrious. Salubrious would be good. Well, I like I like it though. Positive vibes. Uh, you know, it's not something I'm familiar with, but. Um, <laughs> All right, we got to go. We'll close with that one right there. <laughs> All right, we will talk to you. As a matter of fact, we'll talk to you. Is, is tomorrow the first Friday show, or did we do one last Friday? I can't we remember. We did not. I didn't think so. So tomorrow's show is the very first uh, Friday show in about five years, right? Uh, I don't think it's been five, has it? It hasn't been that long. It's been a while. I know it's, that. It has been a while. All right, we will be with you tomorrow at the same time. About, eh, it looks like about 20 after 10, something like that. That'll work out beautifully. All right? Mm Mm-hmm. Talk to you later. Thanks.